This is CliffCentral.com. It's Kupu. It's Kupu. Yours ain't banging like mine, no. Yo, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Gigi LeMaine, and you're tuned into The Unplugged Radio Show on Thursdays, right here on Cliff Central from 12 to 1 p.m., baby. Are you ready? Baby, yeah, yet again another one of those really great days. It's the shortest hour of the week. It's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, whether you're listening to the podcast right now or whether you're listening live, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, I mean, this is the tribe of superstar leaders, as we like to call it. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Now, today we're talking about the Born Free Hustle. And we're talking about, you know what, there are some dreams we have these days that were not there back in the olden days. And that's okay. And sometimes uh, you might find that everybody who's not necessarily born free might not understand the hustle sometimes. And it is up to you to really make that hustle work for you. Now, a little bit later on, we'll be talking to a really, really um, uh, beautiful lady. She's uh, done so much already and she's still got the world ahead of her. Her name is Ayanda Tabete. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to just dig into her um, uh, uh, box of gems just to find out exactly, you know, what she did to get to where she is right now. When I had a chat with her earlier, I said, I don't want to know where you fell. You, whether you fell into fortune, fell into uh, bad times or whatever. We're not, we not all, like there's too many interviews normally about where one is right now, where they fell. But that's not what we want to know. What we actually want to know is where you slipped. Because if we know where you slipped, that's where we can actually start to make changes in our own lives. Start making adjustments in our own lives and start seeing where we can grow as well. So it's going to be a fantastic show. We're going to chat um, to Ayana Tabete in a short little while about that. But before that, I've got my main man, Small Koozie, in the building. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm doing great, man. And how are you? Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm It's so another really great day. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. All the time, every time, I always feel like, uh, you know what, I, I'm out here doing the most. I'm always winning. Are you winning, Smo? Yes, of course, man. I'm I'm winning always, despite the weather that that's been, you know, bothering us over the past few days. Yeah. Um, the weather is looking much brighter today. Thanks. Yeah. Th- thanks God for that. But yeah, I'm winning, man. I'm feeling great. I mean, I'm tackling all my all my challenges, everything yeah. that I need to get right in life, and mm. I, and I, I kind of complain, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Now, uh, before we get into all the hype and all the cool stuff, I know that uh, you originally from Durban, uh, KZN, somewhere around. That area, and at the moment, it's not going good there with the weather. So, um, I'm, I, uh, we, our thoughts go out to everybody in KZN right now. I know it's it's a really really tough time with all the weather uh, that has really just become really extreme that side, right? Yeah, man. Look, it, it's really sad. I mean, I've been I've been looking at the news on social media. Um, you know, the, the, the situation is not looking really great. I wouldn't really want to be in those kind of situations. I mean, people are really struggling current, currently. Mm. And, you know, it's a good thing that the government is going to be stepping in and, you know, releasing some funds to make sure that they, they sort of, uh, rebuild whatever that's been damaged. And, you yeah. know, our thoughts go out to everybody at the Unplugged Radio Show does recognize what's been happening. And yeah, we're with them. Yeah. Tell me, um, do you have any family that's, uh, in, in the, in the mix of things right now? Not really. I don't. Yeah, where where's your family from? Um, I'm 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 at the north coast. Okay, um, so things know. are fine at the north coast. In the so, north coast, things are fine. So, okay, cool. So that's more or less where we need to go if we still want to have a good time in December. Because <laughs> I'm worried now. You know, December, Durban's always been that place. What's it, Durban? But now <laughs> it's like, um, okay, come to some parts of Durban. Um, so uh, you're saying north, the northern side is is the the place to be right now. Yeah. Yeah, but pretty close to the CBD, um, Durban yeah. Central, yeah. All right. Because I'm, I'm around Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, Westbrook Beach. Um, just obviously. You guys live after. in front of the beach. Yeah, man. It's mm, like 10 mm. minutes away. Must be nice. It's 10 minutes away. So I'm used to the ocean. I mean, it's yeah. nothing that, I mean, I've been there for a long time, many years. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm back home, that's what I enjoy. That's why you always walk around with flip flops. <laughs> guys, this guy, when he visits my place, he's always in flip flops and shorts. 
And I'm like, hey, Baba, this is Gauteng, man. And I'm, I'm used to that. And man. I'm going to meet people. Are you going to meet them in these flip-flops? And he's like, I oh, know. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And then, one, two, three, we're in front of big people. Then he's like, oh, where's that? You see now. <laughs> you must always dress prepared. That's actually something I learned, um, you know, within the hustle itself. I, I, I could no longer just dress for your first the the meet the appointment or the meeting you're going to have in the morning because you're not sure where the rest of the day is going to go you know Very true. So, so sometimes you have to sometimes i in fact dress for where i'm going to be tonight you know for the whole day and people are like whoa you so overdressed i'm like hey man look you don't even know what my life is going to be like in the next couple of hours you know and and sometimes that's just the case so you must learn small but today you've learned i i see today there's no there's no flip flops there's no, no shorts I couldn't. no i can't do that <laughs> i cannot or is do it that. or is it because you're going to meet ayanda today you're like hey i, I can't Maybe. meet i can't meet ayanda in flip flops <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting okay cool so i mean um so just chatting about uh, some of the, the, the news and current affairs, some of the things out there. Um, first of all, Cuesta released a big, a big song. Um, that's pretty cool. I think uh, it's pretty cool, especially because he's got Wale on it. It sounds a lot like Good still. Like it's still got that same, that, that beat. You know, I think they played it kind of safe with doing that. Um, which is, you know, you, you'd have mixed reactions, uh, mixed feelings, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. You know, some say, no, keep their flavor, Baba. They need to know, you know. <laughs> Whereas other people are like, well, no, this is not really that creative, but it's still a big song. I lo- I, a lot of people are actually liking the song right now. And I think props to him for getting Wale on it. I think that's a pretty cool thing, uh, more than anything else. I, you know, listening to the song, I still think it needs a Caspanyo Vestanyana, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe a double HP or something. I don't know. It, it's not necessarily that the song is lacking anything. I think that it would be even better had it, um, you know, had it has a lot of Zulu in it, which I, as a Tosa person, obviously understand. But I know my Sutu, Twana, Pedi people are like, uh, all they, they all they know in the whole song is yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably not such a nice thing. But uh, you know, so so sometimes that extra representation is always a good thing. Um, other than that, though, um, Lebuhang makes SA proud at Miss Wheelchair World 2017. The 24 young, uh, um, the, the 24 young women re- representing 19 different countries across the world gathered, um, in Warsaw, Pol- Pol- Poland, um, th- this past sat- Saturday and uh, competed for the very first time for this uh, big title. And, uh, Miss Wheelchair World was the pageant as it was called. Now, Lebuhang, um, th- is the first South African woman in a wheelchair to be a runway model representing South Africa at the Miss Wheelchair Award and won the first princess title at the pageant. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and and, it, and it's really cool that, uh, you know, people in, um, let's say in wheelchairs or people just in other types of um, in other types of industries are, are starting to recognize that, um, you know, whether you're on a wheelchair or not, you can still do that job. I, I kind of still strongly feel the same about voiceovers and radio and, and, uh, a couple of other industries where you can actually do the job sitting down. You know, we need to find ways to make it more inclusive of other people as well. So yeah, props to her. It's always good to hear big people doing big things. Cool stuff. So uh, we're going to have a chat now with a lovely lady herself. This is Ayanda Tabete. Uh, she's done quite a number of things. She's uh, been all around, but the hustle started very long ago. And I want to unpack it slowly. So before I just tell you who she is now, what she's achieved and all these things, sometimes it's better to just, you know, slowly but surely get familiar with the lovely lady herself. Ayanda, how are you doing? Hello, Eza. I'm good. And how are you? Fantastic. Well, it's a pleasure to have you join us. I'm so happy to be here. Great. You will see with all my posts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we've been checking it out. I think, uh, I mean, Instagram knows you're here. Twitter knows you are here. Yeah. Hey, Baba, even Amazlozi know you are here. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just a joke. Cool. So, um, Ayanda, tell us, what's a day in Ayanda's life like? 
Jeez, um, so a day like today, for instance, has been quite busy. I started off at a photo shoot this morning for something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm here, you know. Every single day is different. Um, at times that I shoot toppling, I could be on the top of a mountain somewhere, um, you know, shooting extreme adventure kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm in a ball gown and in a beautiful house, you know. Yeah. So every single day is different. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, so you looking this put together today It's just because there was a photo shoot Yes, okay. I'm actually not always like this, believe yeah. it or not um, But I was glad actually that the photo shoot took place before I could come here yeah. um, So that at least I look decent yeah. for you <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'd look decent every other day It's okay Cool, so th- this is pretty cool You're saying that you wake up to a new day And every day is totally different from the day before And uh, I think that that, that's probably something amazing. Was this your dream? It was absolutely my dream. You know, before this, I was in corporate. Um, mm-hmm. I, for a long time, I spent my time in corporate. And what really frustrated me about corporate was that it was so mundane. You wake up, you know when your lunchtime is, your tea break, after work, you know. Basically how your day is going to go I mean there are variations here and there But generally the day is the same But um, you know coming into the Entertainment space everything is so Different and you could be doing something Different every day and it just keeps life Interesting it keeps you inspired And uh, and motivated And excited you know mm. um, I, I said to you when I got you today That I'm in such a great mood today Yeah. So um, yeah it's because it's It's been a good day. Fantastic <laughs> This is great because you say to me that you come from corporate makes you so much more relatable to many people who are think who are thinking uh, you know what I'm stuck right now wherever I am and uh, I always like to hear stories like yours because these are stories about how do I start with what is safe prove to my parents that I'm smart enough yes and then after that now when is the right time to fulfill my dreams when is yeah. the right time to go after what i want to go after and how do i convince myself and my peers and my family and everybody that this is going to be the thing that's going to work and guys please don't worry i know you've heard many rumors about it but i really think i know i i, I really there's something inside me that says this is going to work yeah you know all those type of things it's interesting I think it's very important to firstly not try to convince people. Mm. Um, you, everyone has a different soul and your soul already knows where you're supposed to be. Mm. And it's your responsibility to follow your heart because you can't explain to somebody else that this is where I'm, I know that I'm supposed to be. But I think that people who genuinely love you, people who genuinely care about you, they, they, they love to see you happy. So whatever it is that makes you happy, that's where you need to be. For me, it wasn't, uh, it's not a choice between the two. I love corporate as much as I love entertainment. Um, and in fact, I've incorporated that into my business career because I just feel like you don't have to be one dimensional. Just because you um, you love radio doesn't mean that you can't excel in a marketing career. You can do two things. And I always say the biggest advice I have for people who are stuck in a corporate job and would like to do something else is that Firstly, don't look at it as the fact that you're stuck because everywhere you are in life is an opportunity to learn. Everything that I learned in my corporate career, I apply now. As much as I didn't want to be in that space forever, I knew that it was teaching me something that will help the f- my future self. And it really is. And then secondly, it's just to start, you know. Just because you're in corporate, you can start off with a website for what you want to do. If you want to sell clothes, you can start in the boot of your car and sell five garments and you can grow from there. And when you are gaining enough income um, that your business forces you out of that environment, then you follow that path. You are not stuck to one place. You are a multidimensional human being and you can do so many things at once. Fantastic. That really is amazing. Um, it is I love the, the the fact that you're saying that don't be one dimensional. I think um who are we not to be geniuses? Yeah. You know, who are we not to be? You yeah. know, think if we think about some of the the guys back in the day, um the Leonardo da Vinci's or the the Van Goghs and all those people. These people were multifaceted. Like yes. you'd hear that he contributed greatly in mathematics and in science and in music and in art and in this and in that. He inv- invented things within the sciences, but then he 
also went and composed amazing music. And if you take it back home, you look at our mothers. Mm. Our mothers never used to be just one person. They they would go like I know from from for a fact with my mom, she's a nurse. But she would sew clothes, she would sell cool drinks, she would do this just so that we survive. So you mm. can even take inspiration from, from your parents, from where you come from and just make it bigger because obviously you have more opportunities and a wider world is available to you now. Wow. Fantastic stuff, man. Wow. So you saying to me that uh, right now you've got some sort of, um, uh, corporate like career, whereas you still have a entertainment career. Just just describe it in detail as, yeah. as and and say to show me how these things connect and where's the golden thread. All right, so um, I started off in corporate. I was I've I studied market. I have an honors in marketing. Sure. I did a marketing deg- uh, a degree, then honors in marketing. Then I went and and just um, did sales in in within corporate. I was a brand manager and all of that stuff. Then when I decided to leave corporate, I was like. I can't leave all the expertise and experiences that I've had. Um, I can't just let that go. And it's something actually that excites me even as well. Um, so I decided to open up a brand uh, and a marketing agency called Buzzworthy. Where I do a lot of brand activations for different companies. Um, right now I'm actually working for, um, you know, a company that's releasing something very good that's going to help alleviate poverty in South Africa. And it's going to be on a, a large scale. And those are the things that I thought it's important that just because I'm in a different space doesn't mean that I have to let go of the knowledge that, you know, I have. And, uh, when I used to be uh, in corporate, I was a brand manager for a hair care brand. Mm. So then I decided, I know the business end of hair um, And also in entertainment I have to change my hair a lot um, Different looks and all of that So it is a point of interest for me So then I decided Let me have a salon And I opened up a hair and beauty salon In Melrose Arch um, Called In Melrose um, Called Leander Hair and beauty salon mm-hmm. And all these things Represent a different part of me um, So that part is obviously girly. Um, it's about hair. It's about making people look good and feel good. And I want them to have an, an, an environment where when they leave, they're feeling, you know, relaxed. It's a sanctuary, but they also look good and it gives them confidence because I know, um, what it does for me when I know my makeup is looking great, my hair is looking good. And, you know, you just feel like as a girl, you can just take over the world, you know, wow. when you feel good and you look good, you can do good, you know, and, uh, and in terms of my marketing side, I just feel Really great knowing that I can um, impact um, society in an economic front, you know, and I can do things and be in a boardroom. And just because, and I and I love the fact that I can model and be that, you know, because people think just because you're pretty or you're a model, you think that then you don't have any brain matter, which is so different. And I love really um, proving people's perceptions wrong in that matter. Um, I know that a lot of people when they see me, they don't really expect that much in terms of what I'm going to say and my opinion. It's honestly true. It's it's just the way life works. But when I start talking and I, and I talk about what I know and and how I can impact the marketing world and and what I've learned and what I can bring to the table, then it really leaves off that thing of oh she's just a pretty girl. Then mm-hmm. people really concentrate on that. It's unfortunate that you have to pass through those hurdles. For people to actually listen to you But um, I think that it's worth um, Doing that just for other people So that they can change their perceptions Absolutely fantastic that this is great. <laughs> now tell me Do you have a team around you that, that you operate with or Is this all you working 12 to 12 and 12 Again and you hardly sleep Tell me exactly you know What, what, what does it take to, to, to be Operating at the level Where you're operating right now I think it's so important to surround yourself with good, good people, power people, and people who are actually, who do things better than you. I think a lot of people get intimidated that, you know, I'm, I'm bringing in a business partner into my business and they're better than me. But you should surround yourself with people who are better than you and who are great because the passion displayed represents you as a collective and not you um, individually. So in my marketing business, I run it in conjunction with a business partner. Yeah. Um, in, in my salon business, I have an operations, a, a business partner as well who runs the operations of the business. Um, and, uh, with my brand, I have my sister here. She's also my assistant. Her oh, name is cool. Lungi. She's, um, unbelievable. Um, she runs Brand Me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I surround myself with people 
people that are vested in me as a brand, who are vested in what we're doing, vested in the vision um, that I'm trying to um, portray and that I'm trying to really live. And um, and those people really help me to to make sure that every each fact. Um, each factor and, 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 and thing that I'm involved in is really effective because I don't like doing things half-heartedly. I also don't like, um, I'm very controlling in the sense that I like things being done a certain way and yeah. perfect. And I might frustrate, I think I frustrate people I work with. She'll be testament to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just that person. Like I, I, I believe in excellence. Excellence is a thread that keeps me going. Everything I'm involved in has to have excellence. Mm. Which is great because it's important to to have that type of trademark to say what whatever I touch must be yes. excellent. And uh, if if it's not excellent, maybe it wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I just want people to all the projects I'm involved in. I want people to to to, to be able to identify that that Ayanda was there. She must have mm. been there because that was done excellently or that was done well. Mm. Um, that's why I really think out things I do. Um, I I know I was telling somebody today that. In terms of my social media, for instance, I don't do those, those blow posts, um, that are, that, that are once off with brands and they pay you a certain amount of money. I always say to brands, if you want me to come on board, make me a partner, give me a campaign, let's do something that's effective, let's do something that is long term and, and I'll come on board. But I don't want to be Everybody's something in terms of brands And then you end up doing little pieces of everything And mm. getting low money here and there But you're not really effective And getting um, your worth yeah, as a yeah. brand So it's it's just one of the things I've put in place um, Just to ensure that um, I really have that golden thread Of yeah. excellence in everything I do Now one one thing that's, um, that's probably um, tough Ta- taxing is um, trying to be many people, right? Because some people um, they la- they respect the fact that you're saying, yeah, no, be multifaceted, but then they always get worried about that and saying, will you be effective in all these things? Will you be um, will you be efficient? And so, how do you make sure that you're still efficient? What what do you not sleep? <laughs> how do you? What what are some of the things that that um, you know that that you know are these are your habits of success. Firstly, God runs my life. I know that everything Powerful. that I'm a part of, um, everything that I do, everything that's brought to me is directly from God. I owe everything to Him. So um, because I know that I I have what I have and the things I'm involved in are from something, someone more powerful than me. I know that I have to treat it with great responsibility. So mm. that's the first thing. The second thing is is what we were referring to earlier. Um, I have a really good team around me. I have people who are passionate, who are driven, and who um, are vested in what they're doing. Thirdly, I'm passionate and I love what I do. I wake up, I have a purpose that literally makes me jump out of bed to do what I love. You know, so because of that, it, it fuels you. And you be, I really believe that I can keep, keep going long after I can't because I'm, I'm really passionate. I love what I do. And, um, it's just keeping a good and positive spirit around you, keeping good people around you and people that love you understand when you can't make time for them because also, um, you can't be a Everything all the time You can't There are some instances Where you're going to fail at something um, Some instances Where you're not going to measure up To where you're supposed to be But it's always not important To look at where you failed it, it, It's also important to look at Did I do my best? I always say that um, The world can't ask of you More than your best That's all you can give Is your best And if you you can be true to yourself And say in that situation I did my best Then you know that in uh, You can just keep going And you can do um, even better You know So um, for me It's just having a good team Knowing that I have a responsibility Towards God With the gifts and the blessings That he's given me um, Making sure that I keep The passion and love Love alive for the things that I'm involved in, and if the things that I'm involved in are things that are not, I no longer love. Because as people evolve, we change. We we can love something now and not love it later. It's also your responsibility to say that even though I felt like this in the beginning, I'm not giving what I'm doing justice, and I'm not serving it the the you know the the amount of um, energy required. And it's something that I need to let go to focus on the things that I am impactful on. Yeah. Okay, this is pre- pretty Jeez. fantastic. So we spent the first half really just uh, having a chat about, uh, you know, where you are right now. In other words, where you've landed. So 
in the next half, I want to zoom in on where you slipped. To, uh, we, but before you Uh-oh. slipped, the, the build up <laughs> and then where you slipped. Now, slipping does not mean anything bad. Yes, it means no, no. it means it, it's part of the cause and effect um, for every uh, effect there is now. Something caused it at some point in at some point in your life. Yes. So you have a certain effect effect on family, people, your career, and everything. And something caused that somewhere in the line. So we wanna uh, because success leaves tracks. We wanna trace back to a point in time where you didn't have this effect and what caused it, that type of thing. I mean, before we go into that, there's always just a a little bit of motivation here and there as well. So we're going to hit you with a little bit of motivation and we're going to come back right after this. I don't know what that dream is that you have. I don't care how disappointing it might have been as you've been working toward that dream, that that dream that you're holding in your mind, that it's possible. that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy. It's hard changing your life. That in the process of working on your dreams, you are going to incur incur a lot of disappointment, a lot of failure, a lot of pain. There are moments when you're going to doubt yourself and say, God, why, why is this happening to me? I'm just trying to take care of my children and my mother. I'm not trying to steal or rob from anybody. Why did this have to happen to me? For those of you that have experienced some hardships, don't give up on your dream. Their rough times are going to come, but they have not come to stay. They have come to pass. Greatness is not this wonderful, esoteric, elusive, God-like feature that only the special among us uh, will ever taste. You know, it's something that truly exists in all of us. It's very important for you to believe that you are the one. Most people, they raise a family, they earn a living, and then they die. They stop growing, they stop working on themselves, they stop stretching, they stop pushing themselves. That a lot of people like to complain, but they don't want to do anything about their situation. And most people don't work on their dreams. Why? One is because of fear. The fear of failure. What if things don't work out? And the fear of success. What if they do and I can't handle it? These are not risk takers. You spend so much time with other people. You spend so much time trying to get people to like you. You know other people more than you know yourself. You studied them. You know about them. You want to hang out like them. You want to be just like them. And you know what? You've invested so much time in them. You don't know who you are. I challenge you to spend time by yourself. It's necessary that you get the losers out of your life if you want to live your dream. But people who are running toward their dreams, life has a special kind of meaning. When you become the right person, what you do is you start separating yourself from other people. You begin to have a certain uniqueness. As long as you're following other people, as long as you're being a copycat, you will never, ever be the best copycat in the world. But you will be the best you could be. I'm telling you to to define your value. That everybody won't see it. That everybody won't join you. That everybody won't have the vision. It's necessary to know that. That you are an uncommon breed. It's necessary that you align yourself with people and attract people into your business who are hungry. People who are unstoppable and unreasonable. People who are refusing to leave life just as it is and who want more. The people that are living their dream of finding winners to attach themselves to. The people that are living their dreams are the people that know that if it's going to happen, it's up to them. If you want to be more successful, if you want to have and do stuff you ain't never done before, number two, I'm asking you to invest in you. To invest in you. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. That you don't have to go through life being a victim. And even though you face disappointments, you have to know within yourself 
that I can do this. Even if no one else sees it for me, I must see it for myself. This is what I believe, and I'm willing to die for it, period. No matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. I want to represent an idea. I want to represent possibilities. And some of you right now, you want to be, you know what I'm saying? You want to go to the next level. I want to counsel. You know, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a doctor. Listen to me. You can't get to that level. You can't get to the level economically where you want to be until you start investing in your mind. You're not reading books. I'm challenging y'all to go to conferences. I dare you to invest time. I dare you to be alone. I dare you to spend an hour getting to know yourself. When you become who you are, when you become the person that you were created to be, designed to be who you were designed to be, when you become an individual, what you do is you take yourself and you start separating yourself from other people. I tell you to get to a place where people don't like you, it don't even bother you no more. Why? Because you're not concerned with trying to make them happy because you're trying to grow up. You're trying to get to the next level. I need you to invest in your mind. Invest in your mind. If you still talk about your dream, if you still talk about your goal, but you have not done anything, just take the first step. That you can make your parents proud, you can make your school proud, you can touch millions of people's lives, and the world will never be the same again because you came this way. Don't let nobody steal your dream. After we face a rejection and a no, or we have a meeting and no one shows up, or somebody say, you can count on me, and they don't come through. What if we have that kind of attitude? The cars repossess. Nobody believes in you. You've lost again and again and again. The lights are cut off, but you're still looking at your dream, reviewing it every day and saying to yourself, it's not over until I win. This is cliffcentral.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're Maraza Law, a.k.a. Mr. Kwan, a.k.a. P-L-I-N-T. And you're listening to the Unplugged Radio Show, 12 to 1 p.m. every single Thursday on Cliff Central. It's too short, like me. Yeah. You heard it right there, guys. You can live your dream. But wow, wow, what powerful stuff there. By uh, compilation, really, we had Eric Thomas there, we had Les Brown there, we had Will Smith there. It was amazing. And those guys right there are really, you know, they're, they're, they're living their dream and they're using their lives to, to make sure that we can um, realize our potential and live our dreams as well. I think uh, we can all take something from what was said right there. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. So we're still chatting to uh, the lovely Ayanda. How you doing, ma'am? I'm still good. Fantastic. So we did say that now we're going to talk about where you slipped, right? Mm-hmm. But before where you slipped, let's understand how you know you were you were brought up. Just just um, give us a snapshot of when you were seven years old. Jeez, that <laughs> that is always so difficult for me. Yeah, I always say I was such an independent child. Um, I'm I'm a very assertive person. Mm. I, I I speak out a lot. Um. Of anything really Good or bad um, I'm a person Who just can't hold Things in You know I have to speak About things So um, I think My family found That quite intriguing Because they're not They're the opposite Of me And um, you know I had a good childhood um, With its challenges um, um, That I think A lot of black people Went through Young mm. You know um, But it was good uh, My mom did the best She could for us um, I grew up In a family Of five girls Five no Boys, oh five girls. But surprisingly, because our ages are so different, we 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 never really fight or squirrel or mm. anything. We really just um, have supported each other. Um, so I've I've had a great childhood, man. I can't complain. I can't. I, I think that God gave me what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. To become the person I am today. How, so, um, are you the first born, second born? I'm dead? child number three. Oh, the middle I'm child. I'm right in the middle. Like pretty Maybe much Maybe that's middle, why right? you know. No Normally the yeah. middle child like kind of off ramps. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because no one in my family is like me. <laughs> yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. So, um, raised uh, in uh, where, where, where were you raised? Um, I was raised KZN? in KZN, mm-hmm. um, Durban. So I lived everywhere. Mm. 
mm. um, kwa mashu, isha moya, uh, kaji, then entuzuma, my dad stayed there, um, emlazi, my grandmother stayed there. So I'm the, I'm a re- real product of Kwazulu Natal. Like, yeah. to the core. And tell me, moving around so much, did that ever, um, was that ever a bad thing or did it actually boost you in terms of being outspoken and meeting new people really easily? I didn't really move around too much, but it was holiday times. Oh, um, I've okay, been cool. Gatala for a while, then I went to Avoka, mm-hmm. um, in the later part of my life and Imlazi. Um, but I mean, you know what it helped me do was that it helped me meet people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Firstly, it just made me street smart. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that, you know, that <laughs> typical girl that's scared of everything. No. I'm not, I'm really not like that. Um, but also it just, um, exposed me to different people from different walks of life. I understand, mm-hmm. understood life in different aspects, um, from being rich to being poor to, um, you know, everything that people go through in the townships, then it's the suburbs, it's different lifestyles. And, um, it just makes you more, um, appreciative of firstly your circumstances where you are. Um, it also, uh, makes you sensitive and it also makes, I think it gives you an aspect of humility because you're able to relate, um, mm-hmm. to different people from different walks of life um you are not um somebody who's so out of 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 the picture um you've been able to live um different kind of lives um lifestyles and um and and i have a good understanding of um a lot of variety of you know where people walks of life i can say yeah i think that's very important being able to to be relatable to different people and understanding where they come from because when you understand where a person comes from they Gravitate towards you much easier Because they're like Oh you're one of us Exactly Because <laughs> I thought you were one of them But it's good Because you understand where we come from yeah. Like uh, if, if I'm thinking about it Like if you were Let's say for instance on set uh, Everyone on set Comes from a different walk of life The um, director maybe has had it easy all his life Went to one of the best schools in New York And now he's here all lavish And they you know They 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 um, think in a certain way and they treat people in a certain way yes and then the um the 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 dude who's handling the mic he comes from a d- totally different walk of life he got in ngipazari in that yeah. other place where he just got a certificate so he didn't quite but and he comes from the townships and this was his hustle and uh, now you interacting with both these people and you need to make sure that all of them you know, find you relatable in some way yeah. or the other. And I feel like everyone has something to teach you. Yeah. Um, that's how I also approach it is that no matter where you come from, you know, the different pool of experiences give you something to teach somebody that you can impart on somebody else. Mm. So um, no matter what your background, you have something within you that um, can help somebody else and that you can teach someone else. Yeah. So if your heart is open to not classifying people with where they come from and just as people, then I think that um, you are open to being taught a lot of life lessons. Great. Okay, cool. So you were Miss Congeniality at yes, seven years old. Yes, and world peace. Uh, yes, at <laughs> seven years old. And then you grew up and then you went to high school. Tell yes. us about your high school life. Oh my gosh. I went to such a rural high school. Mm-hmm. Black girls only. Uh-huh. Um, boarding school. Um, Roman Catholic. Uh-huh. And... You know what? That's where I found Jesus first. Yeah. Um, that's where I found God. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of that because it set the base of my life. And, uh, and now in my life now, when, when, um, things are cluttered, I can always, I have that source to go back to. So that's where I found mm. God. Um, also it's, it's where I found my real friends. Um, my, my high school friends are still my friends till today. And, uh, they know me from when this was not a reality and I had another set of real, Another set of reality then And um, high school was interesting I mean I was I was the kind of child Like I did everything right I was a prefect I was in charge of the tax shop money mm. I was hey, no, no. In, the, in the choir <laughs> Still drum band There's honestly nothing I wasn't doing My mom used to say Well in Zulu I'd say You know <laughs> Which means I like you know Being in positions yeah, and different positions yeah. And that's just the kind of child I was I was a teacher pet um the other um, high school kids didn't really like me much you know mm. that girl that's the that's just pet. busy that's just the teacher's pet so the other girls are just like oh you know whatever. It's, you know it's real when you're <laughs> handling the tax shop money you know what i mean <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that's who I was in, in, in high school. I was a busybody. I did well with my grades. I was just, I'm, I've always been the kind of person who stuck to the books. I mean, even when I went to varsity, I, um, I finished in record time, three years. I mm. found a job after that. And you know, I just did things to the book. And then there was a point in my life I was just like, I want to do me now. <laughs> well, I still do things to the book, I, I could say, but it's just different from, I think, um, what my family is exposed to, for instance, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Oh, pretty interesting. So clearly you were that child, Villa, certificate child. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was that child through and through. Even yeah. in varsity, I was now still a prefect. And mm-hmm. um, well, in, in, in Pretoria University, they call it Harkers. I yeah. don't know if you guys know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like a prefect of the board of the residents. Mm-hmm. I was still there. Yeah. I'm just always that girl who needs to have this position. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. And I, and that probably goes to being ambitious. Uh, yes. It means that you were ambitious with um, whatever you could a- a- achieve and attain at that particular age. Exactly. Uh, and and where do you think this ambitious ambitiousness um, comes from? Is it something that your mother taught at home? Are all the girls ambitious in the house, or mm-hmm. is it a middle child syndrome where everyone else is like, I know Shapulano, <laughs> and then you're like, I ambitious, Mina. <laughs> you know what? I always say that your background doesn't really influence um, uh, who you become. Yeah. Um, I think yes, my mom was ambitious, but my mom had a, a certain type of ambition. Her ambition was just to make sure that her kids are fed, they go to the right schools, and they survive. Yeah. You know, my ambition is more than just survival. I want something I haven't even seen. You know, there's this quote in the Bible that says, God can dream an even bigger dream than you. You know, what, what you think of, he can even do more. And I've always just... Taken a page out of people's lives That are outside my own family mm-hmm. um, You know I used to In high school I had this book That had Kanye Lomo's picture mm. um, In my memo um, I had so many things Like I, I there was um, another lady Who came to our high school Who then became a mentor to me For a certain period of time And uh, she was a brand manager At Hewlett Aluminium And uh, and those are the things That I was never exposed to In my own family But I always say that So you, you don't have to always look Within your family your the people that are around you all the time to find that inspiration. So I really looked outside and and I found inspiration from so many people, and um and and that made me ambitious. You know that made me want more. I didn't know what more was, um but I knew that where I was, I wasn't satisfied with the life I was living then. Um even in high school, um varsity, all of that. Um I knew that there was just more out there mm. and I was going to be the person who's going to get that more mm. and I was going to work hard for it and whatever it took and luckily for me I had the kind of mother who never asked for anything from anyone so it actually is so hard for me to ask for help it's one of the hardest things um that I that 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 I come across is to ask for help so I always make sure that I work hard um I think since even varsity, I haven't really, I've never gone back home and said, can I please have money? Mm. I've never, well you know, done. I'm the kind of person who I just, if, if I set my mind on something, I'm going to achieve it and I'm going to find a way. So um, I think I've just always wanted more in a nutshell. What I like in what you said, somewhere in there, you use the words, I always knew, yeah. which is something um, that, that some people could, could, um, just, you know, go past and not exactly pick it up. Because there was once a time where my mother was asked by a high school friend. Now, my mother grew up in rural Eastern Cape as well. You know, yes. they didn't have much of much. You know, it yes. was just like, yo, man, we're out here. <laughs> and her, one of her high school friends pr- pretty much still didn't amount to, to much in terms of uh, a successful career or anything like that. And um, in fact, um, back in those days, not much was expected of you as a girl anyway. Just get married, get some kids, and you you are a successful girl. You know? That, that exactly. was, as yeah. long as your kids are not in jail, you're successful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so now she meets up with my mom, you know, years later and she says, wow, did you ever think that you would have a car and be driving and things like to her, even just having a car is, is huge. Yeah. You know, and she says, did you ever think that you would have a car that you are driving yourself? And my mother said, yeah, I always knew. Mm-hmm. And it, and it can sound very rude at first when you listen to that, like, what, what do you mean you always knew? Uh, but it, it's actually, um, it's, it's almost a different type of faith. Well, yes. it is the, the most extreme sense of faith, really. Yes. It is not just 
hoping for or expecting, mm. but almost with a sure expectation. Yes. Like you're so sure, you and almost can say, yeah. "Yeah, you're so sure you, you can say you knew mm. that this was coming, yes. and you just needed to cultivate the land." I even but the rain yeah. is coming. Yes, I even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. I even say that, um, like I just, I, I always knew it was just a matter of when will it happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a timing thing because if when you know it, when you have that deep sense of knowing. Even in the darkest times when you look around and actually there's nothing that says that, you know, you're going to where you, you know, you're going in your head, but Mm -hmm. you can still have that belief because it's just, you just take that word that you received and you just run with it. You're like, no matter how it looks right now, but I know what is in my heart and I know that it's going to come through. My mom used to always say that I used, uh, um, I used to live in dream, in dreamland. That's Mm. like a favorite thing of hers. She's just like, I don't know. You're just a different child. You just lived in your mind. And, and I think that it's so important. Like what was said in the clip now is to just take time and spend time with yourself, you know? Mm. And, um, because of that, I could just always, um, you know, Take things out from my mind and, and, and try and implement them. Sure. Yeah, man. I just want to ask something because I heard you say that you went to boarding school, right? Yes. <laughs> Would you say that you spending time in boarding school, especially, I mean, boarding school, you spend a lot of time on your own, um, especially being a multitasking kind of person. Would you say that that contributed a lot to being an ambitious person and the person that you are today? It definitely, definitely, um, did. Um, because you, you really, in boarding school, you, it's, it's each man for himself. You yeah. know, mm. you get into an environment where you have to survive with other people. You have to do things yourself, whether it's your clothes, washing your clothes, getting your grades, this and that. Everything is up to you. You know, you can either make it work or you don't have to really make it work, yeah, you know? True, true. And, uh, it really contributed me to firstly being very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the kind of person, like, a lot of people ask me, how often do you go home? And I said, not much. And, I don't have that thing where I cling to home um because I've I've been away from home since I was yeah young I mean I went to boarding school then after that I came up to Joburg went to varsity here and ever since I've been staying in Joburg and you so learned to rely yeah on yourself, and I've learned yeah? to rely on myself my abilities um yeah and 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 I've just it's just made me very independent and and also contributed to being ambitious nice, nice. now I've heard someone once say that um going to boarding school um you know two things can happen either you can become you know part of the lower part of the food chain and you can get trampled on but if you make it to the other side meaning that you become on you you are on the top of the food chain in in the social sense you you actually end up being a really really strong communicator a really strong um, personality and you you learn to rely on yourself quite a lot and uh, it's it you you stand out amongst normal people quite easily you find that as true I think you know what I don't think it's a boarding school thing mm-hmm. I think it's an everything is an individual thing because you can put me in another situation in another high school I mean I was in primary school and I think I was relatively the same um child you know maybe I'm not in an enclosed environment I think Everyone, I always said, my, my, my sister and I always joke about, um, uh, where will you take your kids? Will you take your kids to a boarding school? To a, and I'm just like, you know what? You can take your kid to any school True. and literally your personality will determine who you become. The, the kind of person that you are, what you're exposed to, what you want out of life. That's going to determine whether you become outspoken, whether you are in front of people, around people, friendly, not friendly. It's just really an individualistic thing and your own approach to life. Um, because I can't say that boarding school, because we there's so many people that come out of boarding school, but we're also different. You know, we all um, gravitate to different um, parts of life and, and things and activities. But I just think it's because that um, of what we want for ourselves. That's mm. powerful, man. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. You say that. Cool. So um, then, obviously, you went to varsity. You got your degree. Then you went on to get your honors. You made mama proud. Yes. And uh, it was like a mama. We made it moment. You started working. And then somewhere in there, you said, no, I want to do this this thing. Mm. Um did you did you immediately get all the support you needed, or actually maybe you were one of those island girls that never needed anybody's approval or support? You just said, "I'm gonna do it anyway, Mom. Bye." Firstly, um, I've always had entertainment um, 
lurking behind mm. the scenes. I mean, um, when I was, at, well, it started actually in varsity. In varsity, I used to do odd modeling jobs. Mm. Um, and then as I got into corporate, I would take lunch, my lunch breaks and I'd go for auditions. Mm. And if I got an audition, then I'd take leave and go and shoot something and go back to being a corporate girl. Well so for me, like I've always had that. So, um, I've always exposed, it wasn't a sudden decision that shocked everybody. And I was like, mm. now I'm going to entertainment, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, in a way it prepared them um, They knew that I had a love for this thing I hadn't uh, tapped into it yet And you started showing some yes. sort of results Yes and I and started sort of showing results in, in it you know mm. And I was already earning more money um, From it than yes. what I was Doing in corporate Great. So so for me it was such a, an, an Easier yeah. uh, move Than somebody who's just leaving corporate Altogether and starting something They haven't done at all yeah. You know, um, and, and that's why I always encourage people that if you want to leave corporate and do something on your own, if you haven't saved up at least six months worth of salary, rather leave when you are at least earning something yeah. and you're not starting from zero. Because True. yes, you can make it still, but it's just such a harder climb without the financial um, ba- backing, you know? Very true. True. All right, cool. We are get heading to the end of the show right about now. I know it's the shortest hour of the week. <laughs> uh, can you hit us with some motivation? Like if you had uh, one minute to just say something to, to that person who's thinking of, of making the jump, Towards their dream And they, they're still a little unsure It's like a You know they, They're not too sure How to do it just yet And what, what would your words be? I just say Firstly Believe in yourself Believe in what God Has told you about your life Trust your guts Your soul knows Where you are going And then just start Start where you are The start is not The full plan It's the beginning of the plan all the other steps will unveil themselves as you go along. You will learn along the road. You won't always succeed. You'll sometimes fail, but those will be your biggest and your greatest lessons. So start, if you want to start something, start with where you are, start with what you have and believe that it's going to, to work out. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. And that's true. You, 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 you can't be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, what you're saying is, is pretty much what I always try to say to people as well, that it, you need to create that backyard garden, grow something slowly, but, and, um, your parents do not want to see experiments. They want to see results. Yes. So, and also mm-hmm. I would say that it's not all about your parents. Um, it's good to respect your parents. You have to respect your parents, love your parents, but some decisions, you know, they'll be good for you. And at the end of the day, at some point when they see you happy and thriving, they'll understand wh- what, you, wh- why you had to take that decision at that time. Um, I think it's, it's so important that to know also that our parents are human beings. They've made this set of mistakes and sometimes they can project their own fears onto us because, um, you know, there's so much that was against them. Also in their time And they don't always necessarily understand Our um, context And where we are So it's good to understand your, your, your parents It's good to take their, their advice to, to listen to it and, and it's also good to take a leap of faith But also it has to be a leap of faith with a plan You know, mm. it's not just a, a leap of faith That's just like, oh let me just do it But you have no plan, you have no thinking of how You can navigate the space that you want to to, to Impact So I think parents, it's important to, to, to take their advice because they care about you they're the people that will give you solid advice because they really love you but at the end of the day i think that you have all the answers you possess all the answers about yourself Mm. everybody (laughs) absolutely fantastic stuff well we're wrapping up the show right about now uh any last words more yo man look uh, everybody must just go onto the website uh com to get this podcast it's been a fire fire podcast trust me yo you're very inspirational and i'm 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 look um i'm amazed you know some of the things that you spoke about i'm i'm surprised and they're really great and i wish you all the best with your career and yeah man if people want to hit us up on social media they can find me at Kuzi. they can also find the links where i'm going to be posting them on on social media Great stuff. Okay, cool. That is pretty much it. That is the shortest hour of the week, as it always is. Thank you very much for listening, and we're going to do this again next week. This is CliffCentral.com.